right now on VFN TV. We're continuing 12 days of Christmas. Imagine a police officer showing up at your house, but they're bringing you Christmas. That's happening right today on VFN TV. Also, understanding the Electoral College. Do you know the real election hasn't happened yet? We need to pray for that. And finally, freedom, getting free from institutionalized religion like Jesus did today, right now on VFN TV. Welcome to VFN TV, where we're keeping the conversation light. That's L-I-G-H-T, light. Trump shall become a trumpet, says the Lord. When Time Magazine will have no choice but to say what I want them to say. Newsweek, what I want to say. For the Spirit of God says, yes, he may have hot blood, but he will bring the walls of protection on this country in a greater way, and the economy of this country shall change rapidly, says the Lord of hosts. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Masa of SoftBank from Japan, and he's just agreed to invest $50 billion in the United States and 50,000 jobs. President-elect Trump, my friend, congratulations on being elected President of the United States of America. You are a great friend of Israel. And I'm confident that the two of us, working closely together, will bring the great alliance between our two countries to even greater heights. I had a chance to talk to President-elect Trump last night to congratulate him on winning the election. And I had a chance to invite him to come to the White House so I have instructed my team and work as hard as we can to make sure that this is a successful transition for the president-elect. I congratulated Donald Trump and offered to work with him on behalf of our country. Donald Trump is going to be our president. We owe him an open mind and the chance to lead. Our constitutional democracy enshrines the peaceful transfer of power. When his hand comes off the Bible, when he's sworn in as president, we are hitting the ground running. I say it is time for us to come together as one united people. It's a movement comprised of Americans from all races, religions, backgrounds, and beliefs who want and expect our government to serve the people and serve the people it will. The forgotten men and women of our country will be forgotten no longer. Do you feel optimistic about America right now? A, a divided America? A hundred percent. Why? It is the, I mean, this, this is a fantastic country. There's never been anything like it. This system will produce more and more stuff and better and better stuff. Trump also apparently offered a post to Robert Johnson, the founder of Black Entertainment Television, Johnson declined, saying that as entrepreneur, he didn't want to go into government bureaucracy, but also said he never thought Trump is a racist or anti-African-American. Let's give him the benefit of the doubt and see if we can find common ground. And uh, I think that's the best interest of African-Americans. And I think the church has got to wake up and realize this, that the culture is being changed by persons who are dedicated to uh, redefining the, uh, uh, the First Amendment freedom of religion as freedom of worship. We've got to understand that the greatest need in America is the next great awakening. We've got to become involved in activism. We've got to get off the bench, man. It's just like Psalm 133 says, there's a mighty, mighty anointing when the unity of the Spirit is present.
maybe we need a new vocabulary for speaking to the American people and the body of Christ that is neither left nor right, but uniquely biblical and American. We as a body of Christ have bought into the left-right paradigm, and we automatically lop off half the population when we talk that way, because it breaks my heart that members of the body of Christ seem to find, in many instances, their primary identity in their race, in their skin color. I think it is one of the tragedies of our nation, one of the shameful tragedies, that 11 o'clock on Sunday morning is one of the most segregated hours, if not the most segregated hours in Christian America, if not the most segregated hours in Christian America. Nobody can fix America but the church. The church is totally silent about race. We're, we, we are ourselves dysfunctional in our ability. We're family, but we're a dysfunctional family because we cannot talk about the elephant in the middle of the room. Right. And until we do, then the people in the street are taking up the conversation. And I think that they are God's judgment on a silent church. Oh, I believe that God is looking to raise up Martin Luther King Jr.'s with his mantle to heal the racial problem, but they're not going to just be black people. And because they're Christians, they're going to live that they see Christianity as their primary identifier. There is an uprising coming. There is an uprising coming. Do not hold your peace from this day forward for the next five months you will hear peace peace but there is no peace the lord says the sword of heaven is coming to liberate the ground now you got races blaming each other you got police blaming the people the people blaming the police you got parents blaming children children blaming parents when are we going to seek his face when are we going to turn? Jezebel will not leave on her own accord, but I, the Lord, will cause her to fall from her tower of power. Even as of late, you have wondered if anything could unseat her from her evil purposes. Her victims are many. She has come to her final chapter. I, the Lord, will not tolerate her subversive activities any longer. Deliverance has finally come. With your host, Greg Lancaster. Welcome to VFN TV. I'm your host, Greg Lancaster. And join me, joining me just a moment is Steve Kalaszewski. Well, we're celebrating 12 days of Christmas. We're always so excited every year to be able to celebrate that with you. But today's program, think about this. We're going to talk about the election for the president of the United States. It hasn't even happened yet. As a matter of fact, it's going to happen Monday, and we'll be talking about those details and why we need to be in prayer about that particular election that's taking place. Also, about police officers bringing Christmas to a single mother and her child, and why religion can restrict us and nullify the power that comes in God's Word. But first, let's go to uh, where this single mother, she lost her job, she lost her car, and she was facing eviction. But local law enforcement heard about this, and they made her Christmas. As a matter of fact, let's take a look. When you're four years old, you can barely wait for Christmas. Okay, are you ready? 
But when you're a single mom, days from eviction, the holidays don't seem so bright. Lost my job, lost daycare, I was completely at rock bottom. This Thursday, Kirsten May and Nicholas were going to call her old car home. But thanks to Fort Phoenix police officers, they won't have to. They're helping my little boy. It's not even so much for me. It's the fact that they're helping me with him. Don't worry. It's okay. <laughs> Angels on patrol will cover the rent. Those officers bringing a Christmas tree loaded on a different type of sled. Now inside and decorated by Nicholas. I cried. I felt like a little child again. Um, just the fact that my son's being able to experience something that these officers are doing. They don't just go out and arrest people. And they're not done. By December 25th, those officers will surround this tree with presents and toys. I definitely didn't think I was going to give, be able to give my son a Christmas. I didn't think he was going to be able to experience opening the presents under the tree and waiting for Santa to come. In some ways, he already did. This Christmas, Kirsten's Santa wears a badge. This Christmas is definitely going to be one that I'm never going to forget, and I hope he's not going to forget because of the officers. If you ever wondered what it looks like to give, look no further. Their smiles say it all. Almost. Merry Christmas. Say happy holidays. Happy holidays. <laughs> After all, he is a Nicholas. That's so awesome what so many of our law enforcement do on a daily basis to be able to be there for us and keep us safe. But they're even thinking about situations just like this, meeting the need of a single mother. Did you know that the true elections hasn't even taken place yet? You know, when we vote on the presidential election the day we vote for our president. We're really voting for electorates and they go to the electoral college and that's when the, the president's actually chosen. It's, it's coming up this Monday, which means you heard people talking about, you know, should we uh, stir up trouble at the Electoral College? Should we try to take it over? Should we try to change it? People are really trying to break loose from the Constitution that says this is how America's Constitution is set up to be able to elect our presidents. And it's so important. As a matter of fact, I want to be able to, for you to be able to understand how the Electoral College works. And she's going to explain it really well, but understand this, if we didn't have it, New York, California, Texas, and Florida would be probably the only states that determine who our president would be. We've got 50 states. Let's just take a look. I want to talk to you about the Electoral College and why it matters. All right, I know this doesn't sound like the most sensational topic of the day, but stay with me because I promise you it's one of the most important. To explain why requires a very brief civics review. The President and Vice President of the United States are not chosen by a nationwide popular vote of the American people. Rather, they are chosen by 538 electors. This process is spelled out in the United States Constitution. Why didn't the founders just make it easy and let the presidential candidate with the most votes claim victory? Why did they create and why do we continue to need this electoral college? The answer is critical to understanding not only the Electoral College, but also America. The founders had no intention of creating a pure majority rule democracy. They knew from careful study of history what most have forgotten today or never learned. Pure democracies do not work. They implode. Democracy has been colorfully described as two wolves and a lamb voting on what's for dinner. In a pure democracy, bare majorities can easily tyrannize the rest of a country. The founders wanted to avoid this at all costs. This is why we have three branches of government, executive, 
legislative, and judicial. It's why each state has two senators, no matter what its population, but also different numbers of representatives based entirely on population. It's why it takes a supermajority in Congress and three-quarters of the states to change the Constitution. And it's why we have the Electoral College. Here's how the Electoral College works. The presidential election happens in two phases. The first phase is purely democratic. We hold 51 popular elections every presidential election year, one in each state and one in D.C. On election day in 2012, you may have thought you were voting for Barack Obama or Mitt Romney, but you were really voting for a slate of presidential electors. In Rhode Island, for example, if you voted for Barack Obama, you voted for the state's four Democratic electors. If you voted for Mitt Romney, you were really voting for the state's four Republican electors. Part two of the election is held in December, and it is this December election among the state's 538 electors, not the November election, which officially determines the identity of the next president. At least 270 votes are needed to win. Why is this so important? Because the system encourages coalition building and national campaigning. In order to win, a candidate must have the support of many different types of voters from various parts of the country. Winning only the South or the Midwest is not good enough. You cannot win 270 electoral votes if only one part of the country is supporting you. But if winning were only about getting the most votes, a candidate might concentrate all of his efforts in the biggest cities or the biggest states. Why would that candidate care about what people in West Virginia or Iowa or Montana think? But, you might ask, isn't the election really only about the so-called swing states? Actually, no. If nothing else, safe and swing states are constantly changing. California voted safely Republican as recently as 1988. Texas used to vote Democrat. Neither New Hampshire nor Virginia used to be swing states. Most people think that George W. Bush won the 2000 election because of Florida. Well, sort of. But he really won the election because he managed to flip one state which the Democrats thought was safe, West Virginia. Its four electoral votes turned out to be decisive. No political party can ignore any state for too long without suffering the consequences. Every state, and therefore every voter in every state, is important. The Electoral College also makes it harder to steal elections. Votes must be stolen in the right state in order to change the outcome of the Electoral College. With so many swing states, this is hard to predict and hard to do. But without the Electoral College, any vote stolen in any precinct in the country could affect the national outcome, even if that vote was easily stolen in the bluest California precinct or the reddest Texas one. The Electoral College is an ingenious method of selecting a president for a great, diverse republic such as our own. It protects against the tyranny of the majority, encourages coalition building, and discourages voter fraud. Our founders were proud of it. We can be too. I'm Tara Ross for Prager University. Isn't that powerful? You think about it. That's going to happen on Monday. It's going to be December the 19th when the true final election, the electors that everybody picked from each state. That's so important because you can you imagine that New York picked every single president? It just wouldn't happen. They knew when they designed the Constitution, when they wrote it out, they wanted equal representation. That's why we're called a republic. We're a representative form of government. We're not a pure democracy, which is one man, one vote. 
if you go one man, one vote, that means the, the bigger states would determine the, who, the, who the president is for the, for the rest of the United States, 300 the million folks. Well, that's not what they want. They want every state to have equal representation. That's why every state has two senators and every uh, state has so many congressmen per so many thousand people in their state. It's a very equal and balanced form of government. So that's the Electoral College is taking place this coming Monday. And I wanna ask you to pray. You know, pray for our, our election, pray, pray that our constitutional stays sound, that there's a peaceful transition of power, just like uh, uh, former Secretary of State Hillary Clinton said at the beginning of this program, that our nation's about a peaceful transfer of power and that President-elect Donald Trump will be our president. And also pray for between now and January the 20th, because that's the day the presidential-elect uh, Donald Trump that, uh, that uh, um, America voted for will be sworn in as the President of the United States. At that point, he'll be known as President Donald Trump. Well, after this break, we're gonna talk about, in regards to a, the book that was written, a prophetic book that was written by Rick Joyner called The Call. And God showed him this prophetic vision about what's happening with the church and how the church can actually be stuck in almost like, a, almost like in a jail or, or in bondage and to be set free, the secret to that and how Truly, freedom requires us to participate in the process. Join us after the break. Finish second in the snowball fight. Hot chocolate made it all alright. This is VFN TV, where we're keeping the conversation light. Follow us online at VFNTV.com. We'll be right back. Did you know that Jesus himself said, apart from abiding in him, that we can accomplish nothing? So many people want to be able to do that, but you know what? They don't have a plan to do it. We put together a simple plan for you, and it's at iabide.org. It's iabide.org. Go there and request your plan today. It is amazing how your life will change when you begin to spend time with him who created the universe. He's been desiring that you would do that. It's at iabide.org. Request your simple plan today. I want to thank you so much for joining us here on VFN TV and the David Radio Program. Every single day we are on the air talking to the world and encouraging you by bringing the light, keeping the conversation light. And we also talk to you in many different ways as well. One way is at the VFN Torch. If you go to VFNTV.com and click on the torch, our program that we have for years now with all these pertinent topics of the day plus things that you need to know is right there for you where you can go back and, and educate yourself on a particular matter. You can share things with a friend. You can listen to us and, and in addition in SoundCloud as well. You can share things audibly with other, other listeners out there and other viewers and friends. There's just so much available to you at vfntv.com. In addition, think about this. It's, we come to you in the air, broadcasting in the air, in your pocket, which is on mobile devices and online. We're all over the world and we want to be able to bring encouragement to you. And we do that one way with our app. You can go to uh, your app, Apple App Store, you can go to Google Play Store and, or your Windows Store and, and get your app and download it. The, the app is called VFN TV. Of course, you go to VFNTV.com. We have our little uh, area there that you can pick which app you want to be able to download. It's just so exciting to know that no matter where you are, we want to be able to encourage you. I don't know if you knew about this, but also you can sign up for our Torch newsletter. We have a gift for you for doing that. 
You just go to vfntv.com in the upper right-hand corner and fill out that little information and immediately a free gift will come to you. One of them is prudent preparation. Hopefully it's gonna to come to you and teach you how to probably prepare for the day, uh, what's happening in our culture today and how to think outside the box. And this is something we wanna be able to give to you, plus some other gifts as well. And I also wanna make sure that you have a chance to be able to become a VFN TV partner. We have a whole partners area just to say thank you. It's, a, it's special areas, special events, green room, things we have available just to give our partners, just to be able to say thank you. Imagine anytime you can log into the partners area. Why? Because you partnered for any dollar figure at all to be able to, to, to just say thank you. Things you can share with your friends as well. Also, we have VFN Kingdom business partners, a whole nother area to be able to focus on the seven spheres of culture just very encouraging. And finally, I want to encourage you, maybe your business, maybe you want to become a business sponsor. Um, those are the ones that are standing with us, that want to keep the conversation light, that want to impact their community, but also want to be able to share their business, their service, what they provide for their community. You can do that by going to vfntv.com. Thank you so much and thanks for watching. everyone out there we are so excited about yes, always celebrating are. 12 days of christmas if you want to get that album it's new songs brand new album called the best christmas ever and you can uh, find it at vfntv.com and it'll lead you ever how you need to be able to, to purchase album. so many different ways but uh, we are excited about always celebrating you know 12 days of christmas well think about this i think about you know if you haven't read the book the call the call is a prophetic journey a prophetic mm -hmm. journey with um, Rick Joyner, the Lord took him on and he, just, he wrote about what you know, God was revealing to him, what he was showing to him. And when the Lord uh, um, showed him, he was visually showing him, he's like walking in. It's kind of like, you know, you hear Paul talk about, I don't know if I was in the body or out of the body. When you walk with the Lord and you buy with the Lord, things happen like that. The Lord just gives you dreams and show you speaks to you and you're just thinking, well, I don't know if I was actually in the body or mm -hmm. that was a dream. After a while, it just kind of merges and you're having this you know, encounter with God. And the Lord showed him the church and, you know, not the whole church, but parts of the church. And in this, uh, this um, allegory type understanding of the church was that, you know, some people are like caught into like these, these prison cells. It's called, it's called the call, but they're like in a cell mm -hmm. and these, and then, and, and then, and these are Christians, Christians who, who love God, and <clears throat> had real high walls around the church. And on top of the wall, I had um, guards. And these guards were teachers. And every time somebody would try to escape from the prison, they would start shooting at the Christian who was trying to break free from the cell because mm -hmm. that's a spiritual, you know, a stronghold that was holding the church in a place. And so everybody, you know, he'd walk up to people and he would talk, and even in, the, even in the jail cell, in this dream, this vision, that he would actually walk up and talk to people. They were in groups. There still was groups within the, within the jail. And when he talked to them, he'd show up and he was walking in the light. You know, we're called children of the light. He's walking in the light in this dream. And in that, uh, they would understand him because when he showed up, they could see. They could see because the light that was in his life. Mm -hmm. But they couldn't see before he showed up because they were actually under darkness. 
And so he would talk to them and they'd go, you're right, you're, you're absolutely right. Jesus is the Lord and we can follow him. You're supposed to, you know, whatever, you know, the word of God just being released to them. And they get excited. And then he'd walk away from that group and they'd go back to where they were. They would forget everything because they didn't have their own light. And so he realized, he said, at some point, he's like, you know, we've got to get free from this place. And there was just one hole in the wall. You know, I'm kind of paraphrasing this. So there's one hole in the wall and you could get out through this hole, but it was like every fear you ever imagined was in that hole. I mean, Second Street was written all over it. You know what I'm saying? It was that hole that you had to walk through and, and, and everything in you says you can't go through that thing. And so he didn't for the longest time. And finally, he just, you know, long story short, he's like, I've got to get out. We've got to get out. Somebody, well, somebody's got to get out of here so we can start, you know, God will send somebody ahead to be, be able to bring the rest over. And so he starts going through this, all these fears and anxieties and just all this ridicule and all these different things that happen that, that the devil just launches at you, all the shootings, the teachings. You can't do that. It's like, it's written in the scriptures. You're supposed to do this. And so he makes it through that hole in the wall. And as soon as he gets to the other side, as soon as he gets to the other side, all of it stops. He's out of the jail. He's out of the cell. He's, he's uh, out of the hole. And he's free now. He's free. Mm-hmm. And all those feelings are gone. And he's thinking, why did it take me so long to be able to go through that hole? I mean, I can't believe that all this stuff. And so then he realizes he started walking along the road there's a whole bunch of jails around like that. And it's real easy to end up back in another one again. Mm-hmm. You know, God has called us to be able to send us out. And the thing about freedom is we're finding out in America that freedom, you know, there's responsibility. If we're going to be free in America, you have to be responsible with that. There, you have to be an educated uh, uh, citizen. You have to know what's going on. You have to know what kind of news you're getting. You have to, you know, if you're going to be a free in God, you actually have to know the Word of God. 81% of Christians in America don't even pick up the Bible at all. So you're subject to whatever someone's going to teach you. Whether they're right or wrong, you're not going to know because you're not picking up your Bible. And the ones that are picking it up, according to George Barna, 19% that are picking it up, only mm-hmm. 3% are taking it. You know, like, for example, if um, you know if Jesus says, go through that hole in the wall and get free, only 3% would go through the hole. Right. The rest of them would go, I read, but I'm still in my, my dark Listening area. To listening to, to the guards or the teachers of what Rick was shown. Well, you would think so. I mean, you, yeah. you just, you know, when I first got, when I first um, came to know the Lord, when I looked at people inside of, of, of a church, you know, I was thinking, oh man, these are like holier than thou, you know. <laughs> I remember, because I'm, you know, I'm at, you know, me and Pat, we come from some dark areas, and so it was kind of odd for us to be able to oh, yeah. come around yeah. these holy folks, you know. And we found out, though, the fact that that you know everybody's human you know we're, we're all saved by grace but it takes a while for that journey to happen but the first thing if you don't get discipled in Jesus Christ what you think is that there's got the holy man and a holy building and a holy hour for a mm-hmm. holy moment and a holy road to be able to preach a holy message that you can't touch because you're not holy you know that's the man of the cloth and it's like the man of the cloth that's Tarzan <laughs> You know, we are called, all of us are called, that Word of God is written to all of us. We are the church. The church is not a physical building. It's actually you, the body of Christ. And so if you don't break away from that mindset, you show up at the building as if it is church, not realizing that you are the church that's at that building. Nothing wrong with buildings. But but the thing about it is when you start, you know, getting that 
understanding and somebody walks up to you and say, listen, you got to go make some disciples. You got to be a disciple and you got to make disciples. As a matter of fact, tomorrow we're going to buy you a ticket to Pakistan and you're going to go plant a church in Pakistan. You know, and all of a sudden your mind begins to shift and go, what? It challenges everything. Everything that you know. But that's exactly what happened in Azusa Street. And Azusa Street, the revival that took place in 1906, mm-hmm. I believe it was, mm-hmm. that if they spoke and, 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 and they got filled with the Spirit and began to speak, and it sounded like they were speaking Mandarin or speaking Spanish, or what, they said, you, you're going to China. Yeah. You know, you're going to, going to Mexico. And they started launching missionaries around the world. That's what we're actually called to do. And we saw that earlier on our program when we were in Iran watching mm-hmm. what's taking place with the baptism in a house and how God preached. Jesus had to preach his own message in Iran because we're not actually getting free there, to yeah. go out and tell people this. But it makes me think about this, you know. If you don't, the thing that keeps you safe, the thing that keeps you safe is a fear of God. Mm-hmm. The thing that keeps you safe is a fear of God. And if you don't have a fear of the Lord, you've got to have fences. Fences. you got to have, you got to have big walls to protect you from the adversary. It's like children that, you know, you got to have, you know, a, a, a fence, a gate put up or infants because they'll walk right straight in the kitchen and touch something hot. You got to put a high lock on the door for uh, a toddler because they'll walk out the front door and walk into traffic. But when we don't grow up in Christ, We'd, we have to have mm-hmm. teachers like that. We have to have fences and walls. But when you have a fear of the Lord, you don't need a fence. Because God, you're aware of God's eyes being on you. And as a matter of fact, think about this. I know one particular man, I wish to show you something. We get back from this break. And he had been in prison for years, most of his life. He's been in an institutionalized situation for years. And it came time for him to be free. He stepped outside the jail doors and he's going to be free. But guess what? He was more comfortable with being in jail and being institutionalized and, and, and being told what to do and when to do it and how to do it. And he, 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 he was longing for the days to be able to go back to jail again. Mm-hmm. And how many people go like, I just need to go, go to church. And it's like, you need to be the church. I mean, you need to hang out with the believers and you need to, get, you need to be trained to do something. You won't believe what he did instead of enjoying the freedom that he had. And so many people take this same road. But first we have this offer for you. Know this, that not only when you partner with us, that we'll have this offer for you, but know this, we have the green room for you. The green room is special uh, treats and things that we uh, just give just for you, for our partners. We also have specials available for you. Mm-hmm. This there, and we have like many, many teachings, prophetic teachings to encourage you. We have so many things to say thank you for you standing with us to make a difference in this world. is an offer for you. Did you know it's our partners that help keep us on the air? We have a gift for you, for your partnership of any amount. It's offer 2020. It's entitled The Extra Mile. It's not conditional. There is something about it in the American culture that no one wants to be told what to do. Yet, we're told in Romans 12 too, that we're not to conform to this culture that we live in. What does that mean? It means that when Jesus tells us, a soldier that asks us to carry his bag a mile, we're supposed to not only go a mile, but go two miles, we'll find out how to deal with the contradictions of this culture and understand a culture that says, I will carry your gear if you do this. 
I will do this if, when the reality is, God's not concerned about this world or this kingdom because we have a kingdom that's not of this world. You'll be greatly encouraged when you find out there's another kingdom that we're living for. And we have that for you. It's of any amount so whatsoever. We have an offer for you. It's offer 2020. The title of it is The Extra Mile. Really, it's not conditional. You can partner by going to vfntv.com and click on partner now. Or you can mail us at vfntv, 40 West Nine Mile Road, number two, PMB 360, Pensacola, Florida, 32534. Or you can even call us at 844-408-3688. That's offer 2020. Jesus told us to go the extra mile. It is not conditional. Thank you. God bless. Conversation Light. Follow us online at VFNTV.com. We'll be right back. We didn't know who you were. Can a public school exclude Christian groups from using their facilities? This is Law and Justice with Jay Sekulow. Yeah, I would like to know if facilities form at a public school can state that religious activities or religious organizations are prohibited from using facilities. Absolutely not. We've litigated that case now three times at the Supreme Court of the United States. The first time, we won it an 8-to-1 decision. The second time, the case was unanimous. Even the third time, which was an elementary school level case, we won 6-3 to three overwhelmingly. So the answer is no. There cannot be a religious exclusion from access to a generally available public facility. If they allow community groups to utilize these facilities, they cannot deny a Christian group from utilizing those facilities because their message is one that has religious connotation, religious thought, or religious belief. Join the American Center for Law and Justice in defending our religious liberties. Find out more at aclj.org. That's aclj.org. Lucy Vasquez from Fresno, California, who's an entrepreneur, said, John, in your minute with Max, we'll talk about abandonment. Lucy, um, I've known people who were on the abandoned side. They were abandoned by family members, by friends. And it creates a hole in their heart that I'm sure sometimes maybe is never ever filled. But there's also an abandonment that is a positive word. And that's where I look at my life and realize there are some things I have to forsake, I have to let go, I have to give up in order to be all that I possibly can be. You can't take it all with you. I don't have enough time to do everything and see everything and be everything. And so my life is a, a, a life of choices of which there are certain things that I abandon. There are certain things that I just say, oh, it's good, but it isn't as good as what I could have if I would go do something else. And the value and the evaluation and the choices that are created sometimes cause me to abandon things that are good so that I can hold on to things that are better. That's the positive side of that word. We want to welcome our Christian Television Network uh, audience and our viewers. That's on, don't forget we're on the Gulf Coast every single day uh, from Destin, the beautiful sandy beaches of Destin, Florida, all the way to the beautiful uh, historical parts of Mississippi. 
uh, or 1.4 million uh, footprint out. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. Just the Gulf Coast, Monday through Friday, 5 p.m. to 6 p.m. So we want to be able to be there with you each day, bring in some light to this interesting times. And we're getting some great feedback from you. And we so love to hear from you. Uh, remember um, our Facebook and you can communicate to us. We'd love to receive uh, messages from you and letters, actually positive messages. Yes. <laughs> Anything <laughs> negative, just send it to Pat. He's good. He can handle all that kind of stuff. Welcome back to VFN TV with your host, Greg Lancaster. Welcome, welcome back. I want to wish you a very Merry Christmas this Christmas season. We're celebrating 12 days of Christmas. If you want to get that awesome music, it's New Song's new album, The Best Christmas Ever. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a really great album. Yeah. It's a really good album. And uh, you can go to vfntv.com and find out the details on it. Did you know that freedom is a price for freedom? Mm-hmm. Being a Marine, I think you know, is a price for freedom, right? Absolutely. Actually, while we are on deployment, we actually had a saying that said, for those who fight for it, freedom has a taste that the protected will never know. Right. Because you understand the cost, you understand the sacrifice and everything that goes into it so that we can have the freedom. Right, right. It's huge. And you think about it, 1% of America serves in the, in the military, so 1% mm-hmm. defends the other 99%. Correct. But you've got to have that 1%. There's got to be somebody, as we're talking in an early part of this program, the, the prophetic vision that Rick Joyner got from the Lord about uh, the church being in, you know, some of the church being in confinement and there's this, this whole that somebody's got to go through to be yeah. able to, to, to go the way, to prepare the way of head, uh, you know, for the rest of the church. And God has always, you know, called people out from among them so that they could, he could prepare that person or persons to be able to lead everybody to where he wants to go, right? Right. And as you're saying that too, as you're talking about the wall, it just brings up, it reminds me of like mindsets. Oh, yeah. Because you're, you're thinking about that and you're seeing, you know, what you're saying, you know, okay, we're called and expected to go out and make disciples. So someone, because I know personally in my life too, you know, you're talking about the journey that you went through when God called you. It's just like, I remember reading the word and you see things and it's just like, okay, but this doesn't line up exactly with what Jesus said. And, and so when you would look at what Jesus said, it, it, it confronts the reality of what's going on. It's just like, right. I've got to do what Jesus says. Right. And, it's, and, and like you're saying, that exposes everything. And it's just like, right. at that point, you have that decision of like, okay, do we stay where we are? Or it's just like, what does Jesus tell us to do? Yeah, and Jesus came to set the captive free. Absolutely. And it was the people that were struggling with what they knew religiously about God to understand the freedom of God coming in the Son of God that they stuck with the religion captivity when Jesus actually came to set them free. Mm-hmm. So he showed up in the temple. He taught freedom in the Word of God. He came to, literally he says, I came to set the captive free. Yeah inside the temple and they began to want to kill him and to plot because they wanted to stay. They rather, people rather, some people rather rather be, in, be a slave than to be set free. They don't say that, they complain about their captivity, they, they complain about their, their masters that they choose to submit themselves to, but they also don't want to do the work to be free. And if you don't have freedom, you're gonna need fences like we talked about in the earlier part. So it's not like institutions are bad, I mean orphanages are good, because there's not enough fathers or pa- mm-hmm. mothers who will parent those children. But if there's enough parents to be able to parent children, 
even if they're not your own biological child, you can adopt them, then you wouldn't need orphanages. So institutions are very important, but at some point, we need to be able to be set free. So you think about this. Even America requires us to be able to be free, to be able to have the constitution that we have. You know, you got to be participate in the process. You can't just sit back. And you're seeing people today run to socialism, run to communism, a form of where government is God to take care of them because they didn't understand that we are one nation under God. The only way a nation, right. the nation of America could continue constitutionally if God allows it, and secondly, if we participate in the process and understand we gotta get outside of the fences and things that kept us and said you can't vote, you can't express yourself, you can't speak your mind, you can't worship God freely, and begin to do those things. But you have to participate. And when, you don't need fences if you have a fear of the Lord. And at one time, you know, America, even if you didn't even know God, you had a fear of the Lord. Like in the mm-hmm. 50s and back, I mean, people who didn't even know God, they openly have, were not Christians, but they had a, a fear of the Lord. Today, people who, they profess to know Him and don't even have a fear of Him. He didn't change, you know, men have changed. As a matter of fact, I went to listen to this one Harvard student that he was over on a Bright Scholarship and he's from Asia, from a, a communist country, and he's looking at America, and he's studying America. It's like, how does America work? Listen to what his observation is about America. Some time ago, I had a conversation with a Marxist economist from China. He was coming to the end of a Fulbright Fellowship here in Boston, and I asked him if he had learned anything that was surprising or unexpected. And without any hesitation, he said, yeah. I had no idea how critical religion is to the functioning of democracy. The reason why democracy works, he said, is not because the government was designed to oversee what everybody does, but rather democracy works because most people, most of the time, voluntarily choose to obey the law. And in your past, most Americans attended a church or synagogue every week and they were taught there by people who they respected. My friend went on to say that Americans followed these rules because they had come to believe that they weren't just accountable to society, they were accountable to God. My Chinese friend heightened a vague but nagging concern I've harbored inside that as religion loses its influence over the lives of Americans, what will happen to our democracy? Where are the institutions that are going to teach the next generation of Americans that they too need to voluntarily choose to obey the laws? Because if you take away religion, you can't hire enough police. If you take away religion, you cannot hire enough police. Listen, without God, without a knowledge of God, without a fear of the Lord, this doesn't work. And Mm -hmm. the Lord has called us to be free but we have to choose to be free. When we get back from this break, you're gonna see this man that I talked about. He's gonna be set free from prison, but you're gonna watch him deal with all the things that maybe you would have to deal with if God said, I want you to step out, and you're gonna be what quite often the American church calls it, a missionary. You're actually gonna to talk to somebody about Jesus, and you're really gonna leave that thing, and you're gonna to have to trust God. Join us after the break. Conversation Light. Follow us online at VFNTV.com. 
we'll be right back. This Christmas fireside is blazing. How do I love my enemy? I think that love begins with the common human experience that we all have. And I think that the loving your enemy gets down to the basic human issues, air, water, lights, food, family, basic human essentials. At least let's love on the level that we exist and then debate on the level that we think. But we have lost all respect and civility. And I think that it comes back to just respecting people because God made them. Mm-hmm. And how can you say you love God who you have not seen right. and hate that that is a reflection that he created? You cannot worship him up there while you resent him right here. I want to thank you so much for joining us here on VFN TV and the Daily Radio program. Every single day we are on the air talking to the world and encouraging you by bringing the light, keeping the conversation light. And we also talk to you in many different ways as well. One way is at the VFN Torch. If you go to vfntv.com and click on the torch, our program that we have for years now with all these pertinent topics of the day plus things that you need to know is right there for you where you can go back and and educate yourself on a particular matter. You can share things with a friend. You can listen to us and in in addition in SoundCloud as well. You can share things audibly with other other listeners out there and other viewers and friends. There's just so much available to you at vfntv.com. In addition, think about this. We come to you in the air, broadcasting in the air, in your pocket, which is on mobile devices and online. We're all over the world and we want to be able to bring encouragement to you. And we do that one way with our app. You can go to uh, your Apple App Store, you can go to Google Play Store and or your Windows Store and and get your app and download it. The the app is called VFN TV. Of course, you go to VFNTV.com. We have our little uh, area there. You can pick which app you want to be able to download. It's just so exciting to know that no matter where you are, we want to be able to encourage you. I don't know if you knew about this, but also you can sign up for our Torch newsletter. We have a gift for you for doing that. You just go to vfntv.com in the upper right-hand corner and fill out that little information, and immediately a free gift will come to you. One of them is prudent preparation. Hopefully it's going to come to you and teach you how to probably prepare for the day, uh, what's happening in our culture today, and how to think outside the box. And this is something we want to be able to give to you, plus some other gifts as well. And I also want to make sure that you have a chance to be able to become a VFN TV partner. We have a whole partners area just to say thank you. It's a it's special area, special events, green room, things we have available just to give our partners, just to be able to say thank you. Imagine anytime you can log into the partners area. Why? Because you partnered for any dollar figure at all to be able to, to, to just say thank you. Things you can share with your friends as well. Also, we have VFN Kingdom Business Partners, a whole nother area to be able to focus on the seven spheres of culture. Just very encouraging. And finally, I want to encourage you, maybe your business, maybe you want to become a business sponsor. Um, Those are the ones that are standing with us, that want to keep the conversation light, that want to impact their community, but also want to be able to share their business, their service, what they provide for their community. You can do that by going to vfntv.com. Thank you so much, and thanks for watching. It was almost Christmas time. There I stood in another line Trying to buy that last gift or two Not really in the Christmas mood Welcome back to VFN TV with your 
Merry Christmas to all of you out there. I want to encourage you. If you want to get that album, you get his new song. It's called The Best Christmas Ever. You can find out details on VFNTV.com. We're talking about freedom. We're talking about being free. And it is a big deal. I mean, the day that your parents tell you, well, we're seeing a new address for you, and it's not this one. I kind of say you're going to have a new home, and uh, it don't need to be anywhere in this block area. You know, we need to travel to see you a little bit, or you're joining the military, and like you're in, and you know, these things are taking place. Well, when God calls you, He calls you to train you up and disciple you, but to send you out into the world. And so many people rather be institutionalized. They rather stay within that confinement of when people are dying outside the walls of this religious cell, and and and, and people. Are, are, are just suffering for the cause of Christ, they, they, they mm-hmm. say, I'd rather be locked up. Because freedom, there's a price for it. Well, look at this particular clip from, and I don't, the, the movie is, it was seen on uh, VidAngel, which filters out things, so I can't tell you what the actual footage is, but this guy's name is Brooke. And Brooke was an inmate. Brooks. In, Brooks, he, mm-hmm. Brooke, he was an inmate for years in prison because he committed a crime. And he was so used to being operating in the, in the jail and doing what was told to tell you when to eat, when, what to do, how, when to sleep, when to get up. And, and all of a sudden his sentence was done. And it was time for him to be a disciple. No, it was time for him to be free and to go in the world. It was time for him to, to trust God. He who the Son sets free is free indeed, right? Well, and he was being free from this prison. Watch what he does because everything he feels, imagine if that was you. And today the Lord said, get thee up and go, and I'm gonna show you. And you have to begin to walk in the freedom that God has given you. He said, my sheep know my voice, and they follow none other. I'll protect them. I'm sending you out like sheep amongst wolves, but he's sending us out. It's the goy church, not the cummy church. So watch this and think, if, is that how I would be if in fact God said today, you're going for a church plant in Pakistan? Take a look. I can't take care of you no more, Jake. You're gone now. You're free. You're free. fellas, I can't believe how fast things move on the outside. I saw an automobile once when I was a kid, but now they're everywhere. The world went and got itself in a big hurry.
parole board and got me into this halfway house called the Brewer and a job bagging groceries at the foodway. It's hard work and I try to keep up, but my hands hurt most of the time. Make sure your man double bags. Last time he didn't double bag and the bottom near came out. Make sure you double bag like the lady says, understand? Yes, sir. Sure will. I don't think the store manager likes me very much. Sometimes after work, I go to the park and feed the birds. I keep thinking Jake might just show up and say hello, but he never does. I hope wherever he is, he's doing okay and making new friends. I have trouble sleeping at night. I have bad dreams like I'm falling. I wake up scared. Sometimes it takes me a while to remember where I am. Maybe I should get me a gun and rob the foodway so they'd send me home. I could shoot the manager while I was at it. Sort of like a, a bonus. I guess I'm too old for that sort of nonsense anymore. I don't like it here. I'm tired of being afraid all the time. I've decided not to stay. I doubt they'll kick up any fuss. Not for an old crook like me. people today are literally killing themselves constantly say so I just rather shoot somebody and go back to jail again I rather sin than to go on with God than to actually go into the mission field you think this is dramatic the truth is so many people 95% of the church will not win one person to the Lord in their entire ministry somehow they their entire life they spend their entire life doing something other than what we're called to do this is dramatic but imagine how dramatic it was for the children that were crucified over in the Middle East, for the women that are married right now to ISIS fighters because they had a faith in Jesus Christ and they refused to deny it, for the men that were killed as they came through the villages, for the, for the, uh, the, the people that just got destroyed in the Egyptian church that just took place in, in, in Egypt, the, 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 um, the, the uh, church that was there that got bombed. And you think about this. We've got to break outside the institutionalized religion and hear what our pastors and ministers are telling us and go be a doer of the word. We've got to do. God's going to hold us personally accountable for either doing or not doing. And you know what? Every critical word that you've ever made or judgment you made on others, it'll all come back on you unless you repent for it. 
Because as soon as you step out and you're on that bus like Brooks was and you're at that job bagging groceries again trying to reach people around you in some other country or in your own community to talk about Jesus, all those judgments, because he says, whatever, ever how you judge others, that's how judgments will come back to you. So you gotta clear up and realize, there's no atheists in foxholes. When you're out there on the front lines, you're just, you're just thankful that God is with you. And God says, listen, I'm gonna send you out as my witnesses. I'm gonna send you out. And we're called to go out. We're not the cummy church, we're the goy church. And one thing to be able to go out is to be a disciple of Jesus Christ. It's like training in boot camp. You need to be able to be trained in God to be able to go out. And he says, those who follow my teachings are really my disciple. Then you'll know the truth and the truth will set you free. Free from what? Captivity. That you'll be able to walk outside like Brooks did proverbially and say, you know what? I can be free. I don't need fences. I don't need jail cells. I don't need guards. I got the fear of the Lord. I repent because of my sin, when I sin, because God's watching me, not because man's watching me, because you are who you are when you're alone. That's who you are. But when you realize you know, God's watching you and you're aware of him and you love him, and you don't want to hurt his heart, then you say, you know what? We can do this thing. If God has called me out and I'm his disciple and I'm abiding with him, and you can find out more about abiding at iabide.org, and discipleship at vinefellowshipnetwork.org. But it's time for us to walk outside that gate like Brooks, and instead of ending our lives like he did, it's the beginning of plenty of lives because we're going to lead plenty of people to the Lord. I want to pray with you right now. Father God, Lord, we love you. We thank you, Father God, for the freedom that you've given us, God, in this country that you've given us as believers, Lord God. And I pray for each and every one that you know, these false teachers that have taught things that tell people you have to stay in prison and stay in captivity, God, that I just speak freedom over them, God, but also speak responsibility that they understand that they have to know you and they have to know your voice and they have to know your word and to invest in their relationship with you as you invested in your relationship with us, Father God, to draw near to you, you'll draw near to us, God. And I pray for disciples, God, that would go out and step out, Lord God, and leave the prisons behind and say, you know, I will do the work of a disciple. Lord, we ask you end abortion in America. Send revival. Send a third great awakening, we pray. In Jesus' name, God bless. We want to give a special thanks to all of our sponsors and partners. Visit VFNTV.com and visit our sponsors for all of their contact information, phone numbers, web addresses, emails, Call them today. I'm your host, Greg Lancaster, and we're so glad that you've joined us. Don't forget you can join us 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Download our app and sign up for our newsletter, The Torch, at vfntv.com. I've enjoyed our time together. God bless. You know, the great thing about uh, all of our VFN radio listeners is that so many of them are connecting to us on Facebook. You know, we have a Facebook page. You may be listening today. You may not be aware, but we do. And you can go to facebook.com forward slash VFN TV, or you can go to our VFN TV.com and click Facebook. Be a part. Like us. Tell your friends to like us. We're creating a virtual stadium where everyone can connect and be a part and get fresh updates on everything that happens that day on the program. Don't forget, go to vfntv.com and click Facebook.